The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. The Federal Reserve hasn't been able to rein in inflation, and now its Open Market Committee meets again today and Wednesday to try to finally get prices under control. So what can we expect to happen? I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network, and today I'm joined by Connell Follenkamp. He's an economics professor at Duke University. Connell, thanks for joining me. Sure. So I guess just to backtrack how we got here, we've seen the Fed raise rates multiple times, and yet we're still seeing inflation go up even you know, over the end of the last week. Consumer price index is now at a, at a 40-year high. Why, why aren't there efforts working to at least slow inflation? Yeah, there are a couple of reasons. One is that monetary policy actually takes quite a while to affect the economy. In the textbooks, we talk about anywhere from 12 months to two years for monetary policy to have its full effect because the Fed changes interest rates and it's got to percolate through the banking system. And that takes a while. Uh, So that's part of it. The other part is that what we've learned from the past is that if the Fed really wants to get inflation under control, they have to get out in front of inflation, so to speak. They have to do a lot of interest rate hiking over a relatively short period of time. And really, we're at just the start of that. And some experts have debated whether or not the Fed should have acted sooner. I mean, where do you sit on that? Do you think that they were too late to the party on this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I, I was uh, griping and complaining about inflation, you know, a year, year and a half ago. So, uh, yeah, I think they've been late to the party. I think that the uh, this discussion of transitory inflation was a big mistake. You know, even Yellen walked back from that uh, nationally a couple of weeks ago. So in retrospect, yeah, they made some mistakes about whether whether they thought inflation was going to be persistent. Um, and, you know, I, I can't. I can't say you know too too many about that. You know we can't predict the future. The people at the Fed are pretty smart. They're doing a pretty good job. So you know the, these mistakes get made because you get locked into kind of a certain set of expectation and an understanding of reality. And sometimes reality changes, and you're just you just get kind of sideswiped by it. We know the Fed traditionally is slow to act. They, they're a conservative organization, and they don't like to, to shock people. They've been sort of suggesting since the end of last meeting that they were looking probably at another 50 basis point hike going into the meeting uh, and, and Wednesday's decision. Do, do we still think that that's going to happen, or do we think that the, the CPI numbers from last week could open up some other possibilities? Well, I really think that the Fed is going to stick to the 50 basis point hike. I think going higher is really going to disturb the markets. As you said, the Fed is conservative. And one of the reasons why they're conservative is they don't want to upset the financial markets. So they're walking this tightrope between getting inflation under control and really spooking the financial markets and, and causing even more upset uh, you know, in the, in the bond and stock markets. So I think they're going to stick to the script 
and raise 50 basis points here. Now the question becomes, are they going to continue to hit with future 50 basis point increases? And from what I've seen in the media, it sounds like people are expecting those to just keep on coming for the rest of the year. And I think that's probably a wise part of policy. Now, the one thing that that hasn't been discussed a lot is the fact that the Fed has been content just to let the maturing treasury debt run off of its balance sheet, so to speak. Uh, The Fed always has the opportunity to actually engage in more open market sales from that portfolio, but so far they haven't talked about that much. That's always something that they, they could do and really don't need a federal open market committee meeting to do that. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at originatorconnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. Originatorconnect.com. It sounds like you, you talked about it being wise policy with the the fifty point basis hikes that we expect not just this week but July September through the rest of the year. What about the the point you just brought about about selling off its balance sheet? Do you think that they should be more aggressive there? Again, I, I'm a person who thought they should have been much more aggressive a lot sooner. So yeah, I think I think that personally. Um, again, the the question mark there is how dependent are the financial markets on all this surge of cheap money that we've seen for the past decade plus? That's one of the unresolved questions out there that I think the Fed is really being a kind of wisely cautious about because we really don't know how addicted the markets have become to the cheap money and how negatively they're going to react. You know, the mind always goes back to the taper tantrum and how badly the markets reacted just to the hint that they, they might start slowing down uh, the, the quantitative easing. What do you expect this to do to to mortgage rates and and I guess interest rates in general, but specifically mortgage rates, which is of interest to our audience? You know, I know before the May meeting, rates didn't our rates didn't change really after the May meeting because a lot of the work had been done beforehand, knowing what we expected. They've kind of leveled, and now we're starting to see an increase again. Do you think that they're going to continue to go up, or do you think that the market has baked in even this June meeting into the rates over? I think the market may have baked in the June meeting, but it hasn't really baked in the fact that there are going to be subsequent increases. I think that we're in for more mortgage rate increases. I don't know if it's going to be really quick, but I think the more people think about it, the more they realize, as we've talked about, the Fed really needs to get ahead of inflation. They need to stick to their guns and continue to raise interest rates. And I think that that is going to start to filter through. So those expectations are going to be driving mortgage interest rates up in the near future. Do you think we see six? Uh, and if so, do you think it's to the fall or more the end of the year? I think we'll see six by the fall, frankly. I think that especially if, if inflation stays high, then it says the Fed's going to have to do even more to get out ahead of inflation. And I'm, I'm worried that that's really what we're going to see. I really don't see inflation dropping significantly by, uh, by the fall. So I think the talk when we come to the next meeting is how much longer the Fed is going to have to continue to, uh, to stoke, the, stoke the interest rate increases with 50 basis point uh, hikes. That brings me to my final question. And, and you know, the, the Fed has talked about wanting this soft landing of bringing inflation under control uh, without getting a recession. There's been some members of the committee who've hinted that they do think that that's possible, but there's a lot of skepticism, of course, and, and we're seeing that play out with the markets uh, early on this week. What, what do you think? Do you think that that soft landing is possible or do you think we just need to brace ourselves for uh, a recession, especially since inflation hasn't responded to the rate hike so far? Yeah, I think uh, the the likelihood of a soft landing is getting smaller and smaller as we see inflation persisting and the Fed really realizing what kind of a big heavy lift it has in front of it. Um, I'm really still 
optimistically hoping for what we used to call a growth recession that will hammer the growth rate of the economy, but not actually make GDP fall and push us into a real recession. And part of the reason I'm saying that is that, you know, consumer spending still remains really robust. Uh, and the job, the job numbers, even though I know that's a lagging indicator, are still looking really good. There still seems to be a shortage of workers out there in the economy. Um, that and a few other kind of tidbits here and there, you know, uh, the Chinese economy getting back online, which may actually help to to caution uh, or sorry to cushion uh, inflation and to help stoke growth a little bit more. A lot of those kind of marginal things are going to become more important as we see in the future. And I'm kind of hoping that what it's going to do is going to it's going to dent our growth rate fairly significantly without really tipping us into a really significant recession. It's certainly we've been overdue for one for a while. I mean, you're, you're going on well over a decade since the, the last crash, which was big. Uh, it sounds like you expect then more of a regression to the mean as opposed to a full out cr- uh, crash. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for that. And I, and I think that's still possible. I think that the Fed, the Fed certainly knows that it can't preserve the high growth rates that we've been seeing. And the question is, can we, can we just keep it above zero, even barely, and I think that's really that's really the goal. And I and I think that's still possible, um, but again, it depends on how persistent the inflation numbers stay through the summer. If they really you know stick at eight uh, percent above eight percent for the rest of the summer, it, it's starting to suggest that the Fed is going to have to get even more bitter medicine out there. And I think that's really going to diminish the chances for a soft landing. Thanks so much for your expertise. It's a pleasure. We'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's your non-Fed headlines for June 14th. Foreclosure filings slowed down in May, but they're still almost three times higher than they were last year. Filings were up only 1% from April, but are now 185% higher than last year, after climbing for several months. Black and Hispanic borrowers continue to face hurdles compared with white borrowers trying to get a mortgage. The FDIC used New Home Mortgage Disclosure Act data to control for factors like credit scores. The study still found that black and Hispanic borrowers have denial rates that are two to three percentage points higher than white applicants. They also pay higher fees for mortgages. And finally, a Florida law group has agreed to pay roughly $4.5 million to settle a complaint that it targeted Hispanic borrowers with deceptive advertising and predatory practices. The group advertised in Spanish, falsely claiming that they could get mortgages cut in half. The group charged high monthly fees, but often did little work to get mortgages modified, according to the U.S. Department of Justice. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.